The holidays are here, and the end of the year is quickly approaching. As a child, some of the best gifts I'd received tended to occur at Christmas time. I remember opening presents for my parents and receiving some of the Kenner Star Wars figures I saw in stores and longed to own, especially the ones from Return of the Jedi. My grandparents would surprise me with a special toy when I would visit their homes for the holidays. A playset like Castle Grayskull from Masters of the Universe, or a vehicle like the Millennium Falcon, were massive in scale, and they offered so much in the way of exploration and storytelling. The excitement upon receiving one was overwhelming, because it was hard to believe at that age that something like it could actually be mine. And when I see them, I always think of my family and of the season. And on Christmas morning, I'd bound down the stairs with my sister, in the hopes that Santa Claus had visited our home, and that somehow I'd make the nice list. And to see more additions to that Star Wars toy universe, like a speeder bike or the Ewok village, was an exhilarating relief. As children, the gifts we receive often are tied to the memories around which they're wrapped. Sitting together around the tree with family as each opens presents one by one, and we marvel together. Eating a special Christmas meal, whose courses seem endless. Playing with siblings and cousins, and feeling the joy that comes from the wide-eyed wonder of the holidays. Squirming through a church service, trying not to think about the toys. Struggling to sleep on Christmas Eve, until exhaustion finally takes over waking up and feeling the magic of that morning. The twinkle of tree lights, the sounds of Sinatra crooning over the rhythmic percussion of sleigh bells, the holly, the decorations, the smell of cookies in the oven, the sensation of snow falling from the heavens and landing on your face and tongue, the purpose of the season, that radiates hope in a myriad of ways. The traditions, the memories, the gifts in many different forms. And now as adults, Star Wars still means something to each of us. Now we have the income to be able to treat ourselves to the collectibles we never had but always wanted, or to recover the ones we once owned but were lost to time. We pursue items from Kenner, Hasbro, and the rest of the toy makers that have continued an almost 50-year tradition of creating souvenirs around a galactic franchise. We also give and receive these items as gifts to our fellow collectors from time to time, because we know these relics mean something to them as well. Some of my favorite conversations with collectors revolve around the pieces they pick up over the course of the year. And now that another year is coming to a close, I wanted to know what additions to our friends' collections marked 2023 for each of them. I wanted to hear the stories behind the finds, the tales behind the treasures, and celebrate with them the pickups that made 2023 so memorable. This is a collection of the collectibles that landed on this year's highlight reels for collectors. This is a chance to hear our friends' tales behind the toys, in their own words. This is a look at some of their pickups from the past 12 months. 
This is where I step aside and let my friend, seven-year-old Audrey LaRose, kick off the end of the year festivities as only she can. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Productions. Hi, David. This is Alon Bartlett calling to share about my favorite addition to my collection this year. And it definitely has to be the two items that I won from the recent prop store auction. Both items are from the private collection of Anthony Daniels and contain his handwriting. The first one is a piece of paper that contains location information for the filming of A New Hope with dates in March and April of 1976. It's all in his handwriting, and it indicates different days and times and where he needed to be and how long he needed in order to be put into his costume. So it's a behind-the-scenes production piece for the making of the first film, which makes it the coolest Star Wars item in my collection. The second thing that I won is a piece of paper that was used after filming Return of the Jedi. Since we never see 3PO's lips move, it was easy for them to record his lines after the fact and dub them in. So what I won is an ADR, or Automated Dialogue Replacement Sheet. The first half of the lines on it were typed onto the form, but the second half were handwritten by Anthony Daniels. All of the lines on that sheet are ones that he speaks to the Ewoks back at their village. To me, those are some of 3PO's most shining moments, pun intended, so I'm very glad to have something that celebrates his role in the film. Hi, it's Danny Katzel. I've got a few amazing things to add to my collection in 2023, but actually my favorite addition is a ticket to an early showing of Empire Strikes Back. Our friend Eric Janicki let me know that it was for sale on eBay, and we both got one. This ticket is special for a couple of reasons. One, I only own it because I'm part of this collecting community. Eric and I are both members of the DC Star Wars Collecting Club, and over the years, we've developed a friendship and helped each other out getting things to enhance our collections. And two, I used to live within walking distance of this theater that the ticket was for, so it's extra special to add to my collection. Hi everybody, my name is uh, Pat O'Brien. I'm a bit of a Darth Vader collector from Australia. Uh, my favourite pickup of 2023 is my last pickup, which was a 21 back Darth Vader from New Zealand. Uh, for those who don't know, the New Zealand um, cards were made locally in New Zealand by Toll Toys under licence from uh, Kenner uh, because they couldn't meet the demand locally 
uh, of of Star Wars figures. They just weren't expecting to be so popular. So New Zealand Toll Toys made their own cards, uh, reproduced from the original ones, uh, but they turned out a little bit smaller, or noticeably smaller than their Kenner counterpart. And they also had a bubble made locally that is uh, quite unique in that it's very fragile, quite large, square cornered, uh, and the the stand up bubble part or the stem is on the top instead of on the bottom of the of the uh, figure. Uh, so a pretty special piece. As far as I'm aware, this is the only one that still has the bubble attached. I mean, the bubble is pretty nastily damaged. It's got some nasty cracks, but it's still there. And uh, yeah, a very a very special piece uh, for an Australian collector. Uh, and the story behind it is that I've been friends with the guy who uh, sold it to me for years, and um, uh, he just decided that uh, this year he was going to let me buy it from him. And uh, I went over to New Zealand to pick it up and uh, hung out with him for the day and his family, and it was a uh, it was a great, great day. Went through his collection like a dose of salts and talked about Star Wars and, and basically had such a good time and then uh, returned home with uh, this beautiful 21-back uh, Darth Vader. This is Daniel Uthman in Portland, Oregon. My year has been uh, a lot of saving and spending and saving and spending. And appropriately enough, I'm ending my collecting year with um, my uh, collecting account essentially zeroed out. But uh, anyway, um, some of the more notable things uh, I was able to accomplish this year was to really build out um, my Andor cast and crew and small prop collection. Um, something that I really, uh, put a decent amount of effort into as much as anything I do in collecting. And it's worked out really well, um, with, um, a variety of cast and crew items, um, some small props, um, and, uh, just things that I was able to, uh, acquire from really paying attention and cultivating some relationships. It's my favorite disney plus era show it's some of my favorite star wars regardless of era so um it's pretty meaningful to me and i just like to have a nice representation of it in my collection and then um ending the year i was able to uh gather something that i pretty much uh have looked for at least um from this genre for gosh at least 10 years maybe longer um and that is um pre-production from the Macquarie 30th line. I was really lucky um, to close the year uh, by making a couple deals with Kevin Schuler in Germany on some um, very, very hard-to-find items, uh, a proof card and a mock-up. So anyway, that's very exciting. Um, you know, I sort of – this advice comes from you all the time, David, but essentially like building a war chest um, is uh, – very, very worthwhile. And I know it's something that you preach a lot. And um, that's pretty much how I was uh, able to accomplish uh, most of my collecting goals in 2023. So anyway, uh, I hope everybody has a great finish to this year and an even better 2024. Thanks for having me.
David, I hope you're well. It's Carl here, representing the British contingent. Before I get into additions to my collection, I just want to give you a special thanks for all of the great podcasting you've done this year. As I've mentioned to you before, for my long runs, it's always a staple. Or if I happen to be in the gym, it's always your podcast as well. So you are very much synonymous with exercise in my world. So a big thank you for that. I'm still working on my loose graded AFA 85 run. And I was really pleased uh, to add a pearly white stormtrooper uh, in the new case style this year. Um, as you know, with loose grading paused, um, any new case style figures are hard to come by, um, and particularly ones that are high grade um, in, uh, in white plastic. So super pleased to add that to my collection this year. And that also extends to an AFA 85 Biker Scout, also in the new case style. This one's particularly special because it came from Pete Fisk's uh, collection, uh, some that he was selling off. Um, however, I uh, wasn't able to get it when he first posted it, but I reached out to the collector that did make the purchase, and after a series of back and forths, um, uh, outlining how it was one in my collection that I had had eluded me. Um, he graciously um, gave it up such that I could have it in my collection. And I think this really underpins, for me at least, the Star Wars collecting community. Kind and thoughtful and, and passionate for the hobby. So hopefully those two stories are a good little sample for for what, uh, for what made 2023 special for me in the collecting sphere. Hey, David, this is Jason Wasolko from Georgia. Um, this past summer, I was fortunate enough to be able to attend PowerCon, and I wasn't really looking for anything at PowerCon. I was just keeping my eyes open at all the booths to see what everybody had. And one thing I've always kept my eye out for no matter where I go, whether that's one of the local toy shows here in Georgia or if it's going somewhere else, I was always looking at the R5s in the event that there was a red bar out there um, to be discovered. And uh, lo and behold, I see that one vendor had a red bar on sale for 40 bucks, and my heart started fluttering because this was the dream. This is why I keep my eye out for those red bars. And as I asked the gentleman if I could take a look at the R5, he, he picked it up and he gave it to me. And he said, um, I know that there's a, a variant out there. I don't know if this is it or not. Which uh, at the time made my heart sink because if you know that there's a variant, there's a good chance you know what that variant should go, uh, go for. It's not 40 bucks, And that this is probably a fake um, because... I thought he was giving himself an out, like, uh, maybe this is a variant, I don't know. Um, and so I, I took the risk, I bought it for 40 bucks, and I started showing it to a couple people on the con, on the, on the floor of the toy show, and they said, yeah, it's, it's a legitimate red bar, it's from the right factory, it's got the right screw underneath, and so I, my dream is to, to find a red bar out of steel, and I, I found it, so... I think that's a pretty notable collect, um, piece that I picked up for my collection this year. Hi, it's Jean-Francois Roland here, and my favorite addition to my collection this year will be a book about Steven Spielberg. I know it's a non-Star Wars thing, 
but I love Steven Spielberg's work, as I love George Lucas' creation. This new book, made by Laurent Bouzereau, with forward of John Williams and introduction by George Lucas, is about the first 10-12 years from Duel to E.T. And you have a lot of behind-the-scene information, storyboard, backstage photos, and many more things to discover about Steven Spielberg's works. And if you don't have any idea about what will be your Christmas present, I will suggest to get that book. You won't be disappointed. I had the chance to meet Laurent two weeks ago in Paris when he came for the promotion of the book. I know that book exists in English, as he's living in the States for about 40 years and is working with Steven Spielberg documentary for about 30 years now, so the guys know what he's talking about, and it's a real pleasure to read it. Hi, this is Mike Cooper in Hamden, Connecticut. Um, as far as additions to my collection this year, I didn't really add anything significant. Um, for the most part, uh, my vintage collection um, is more or less complete, aside from a few very, very expensive items that I would like to acquire one day. Um, but in 2023, there wasn't a specific item that I acquired, but just a new product, I guess, that um, I discovered that I liked. Um, they are modern six-inch scale SH figure art um, figures from Japan. They're imports that are kind of costly for what they are, but um, if you wait for the right deal, you can get them significantly cheaper than they normally retail for um, in the U.S. Um, I have a handful of those. Um, I just think they're fun. Not necessarily uh, an investment type of collectible by any stretch of the imagination, but just something to keep on the desk and tinker with and uh, add to my growing collection of modern items, which I never thought I would uh, be collecting if you had asked me about five years ago. Hey folks, this is Chris Majeski. I'm coming at you from Okinawa, Japan. So this year's been a great year for uh, Star Wars toys. I mean, I picked up the Mandalorian N1 Starfighter. Um, that's a great piece. Uh, lots of detailing to be done on that. Uh, one of my 501st members, as he was leaving the island, gave me the uh, First Order Special Forces TIE Fighter, the Black Series one, which I've already got one, so I promptly took that thing and disassembled as much as I could. And I did a repaint and a redo on it, so now... It's an Imperial TIE Fighter. I added a back piece to it, another one of my members, uh, 3D printed, so it's really, really cool. Um, but hands down, without a doubt, the coolest, best art uh, thing I've picked up Star Wars-wise this year has to be the uh, lightsabers I built at Galaxy's Edge. So uh, my family, we live in Japan, and Tokyo Dizzy doesn't have a Galaxy's Edge. And really, honestly, uh, you know, I'll talk about it in the next clip, but I never thought I'd actually get to go to Galaxy's Edge. So we did it in early November this year, and, you know, my all three daughters wanted to build droids, which was really cool. So we all built droids, uh, picked a few extra stuff along the way with that. But at the same time, I offered, hey, who wants to build a lightsaber? And my oldest daughter, my first daughter, she, she wanted to build a lightsaber. So her and I... Uh, made the reservations, so we were going to go and build together. Uh, while we were in California, my uh, uncle's family came out. Uh, my cousin came out to see us as well, but my uncle's family, his oldest daughter, um, you know, her and her husband are big Star Wars fans. So Tim said, you know, I want to build too. What's your time? So we set everything up. 
So I got to build you know, my first lightsaber. And this is the thing. It's the first one. That's key point. Um, I, I never thought I'd get to go and go to Galaxy's Edge. I never thought I'd get to see Black Spire Outpost. And then you go into Savvy's workshop, and it's that first experience of building a lightsaber. My daughter's to my right. Uh, my cousin's to my left. And we built these lightsabers, man, and it was just absolutely amazing. Now, I built two. My second lightsaber I did on my own. Um, my family's over in, uh, over in California Adventure. But I wanted to do two because, you know, as you know, you could build four different types. And I figured if I build two types that are complementary, I could build one or two lightsabers that are more unique than you would normally get. Well, then my middle daughter said she wanted a lightsaber, but she would just borrow her sister's and change out the kyber crystal to a white. Well, I told her, I said, you know, kiddo, I'm building two, so I'll build my primary, and if you want the other one, I'm more than happy to give you that one. If you want to build, I mean, we'll make the reservation, you can build as well, but, so she ended up with my second lightsaber, but just the idea that, the, the, the memory of doing that with my family and building a lightsaber, I mean, it's, to me, what Star Wars is all about. I couldn't beat it as the absolute best thing I received or got or bought this year when it comes to Star Wars. Hi, it's John Miko, and the most notable item that I've added to my collection in 2023 is the Jabba Denizens 4-pack for the Vintage Collection, and specifically, Velkin Tazeri. It's great to finally have him in definitive form. It's great to complete that prisoner skiff. And for those of you that know me know that we petitioned for him and got well over 1,200 signatures, and Hasbro recognized this as being one of the contributing factors to helping get him done. He's a figure that's been demanded by many in the community for decades, so it's just great to finally have him along with Tam Drengaren, an updated and an updated Tessic Squidhead. So I'm a big fan of Return of the Jedi. It's my favorite movie, uh, my favorite Star Wars movie growing up. And yeah, uh, those Jabba goons check all the feels for me. Hey, Dave, it's Pete LaRose. Hey, thanks for asking me to uh, be a part of the podcast and, and recap my my year in the, in the hobby. Um, as we've talked in the past, I'm not necessarily the biggest Star Wars collector going, um, but I do appreciate the toy line. Therefore, I really don't have anything specific Star Wars that I purchased uh, other than a few pieces that I was able to uh, help some friends acquire um, to fit their collections. But for my collection personally, uh, I was able to add uh, a nice piece of original Thundercats uh, packaging artwork uh, for the original uh, LJN toy line. One thing I like about artwork is it's always it's always one-of-a-kind pieces, so you never have to worry about who else has it and whatnot. Uh, so in this case, it was actually the original box art for the Mummer's Tomb playset. 
this playset was one of two playsets they made for the toy line, so it's pretty significant. Um, you know, that was a, that was a piece that I remember as a kid playing with all the time, uh, and it really, I mean, you really can't go wrong when you when you're looking at original packaging art when it comes to these these toy collectibles. So, I was quite happy to uh, acquire that this year. Uh, it did not come cheap, but I was luckily able to acquire it from a uh, XLJ employee. And luckily, they didn't live too far from me. So once I was uh, made aware of the piece and started talking to them, um, everything kind of fell into place pretty quick. So uh, that was probably the, the the best piece I acquired this year. It was definitely the most expensive piece, um, but it's a piece that I, I you know really has a has a nice home in my collection. It's also one of only four known surviving uh, original box art paintings from the LJN toy line that are still out there. So um, I'm quite happy to be able to say I, I have I have one of those in my collection. So, but uh, yeah, that was that was probably the, the best piece for my, myself. Um, again, you know, otherwise Star Wars wise, it's just very happy helping a few friends add a few pieces to their collection as far as some some prototypes and some you know pre-production samples and stuff like that. But uh, nothing really crazy or, or, or earth shattering on the Star Wars side of the, the collectible hobby. Just again, I, I enjoy just as I enjoy adding things to my collection, I know my friends enjoy adding things to theirs, so it's always fun to be able to kind of reach out and say, hey, hey, bud, guess what I got for you? Or, or hey, you know, is this something you might be interested in? Uh, I, have, I have the opportunity to, uh, to purchase it. So I always look forward to that each year as well. Hi, it's Richard Hutchinson here from the UK, co-host of the Vintage Rebellion podcast. Many thanks, David, for allowing me to share a couple of memories of 2023 with you. So the first one you've asked is your favourite or notable addition to your collection from 2023. I haven't picked up any pieces in 2023 to my collection, so I'm going to deviate slightly and talk about the New Republic. Now, I couldn't get into the New Republic at all when it first came out. It just didn't really interest me. It was too overwhelming, too confusing, far too many tie-in stories, etc., etc. But from Celebration 2023 in London, I got that feel-glow vibe about it. So I went back to it, given another chance. And I've got to say, I've been absolutely blown away by some of the stuff that I've got into. And now I've figured out how to read it in chronological order, for want of a better word. So that's definitely been my favourite moment for 2023. Hey, it's Brandon Weiss. It's been a pretty good year on the prototype collecting front. I've focused primarily on modern Power of the Force 2 era pre-production items, including Expanded Universe and Shadows of the Empire. My most notable acquisition for 2023 was a Paintmaster hard copy prototype tattooing Stormtrooper, or Sand Trooper. This was a figure that was never released in the 70s, and I remember really wanting Kenner to make this Stormtrooper variant. In fact, I was so desperate for this figure... I even painted the shoulder of a regular Stormtrooper red just to give me something close. So when Kenner released it as part of the Power of the Force 2 line in 1996, I remember being super stoked. I went from store to store to find enough to build a small army. You know, it's really hard to find Paintmaster hard copies in general and to find something that's this well taken care of. The paint detail is absolutely amazing and all the components are still intact. I was also fortunate enough to find some other companion items for this figure, including a first shot, a chromalin proof, and a sample card back. The last couple of years have been so good that I can't even imagine what 2024 has in store. 
Hey, David, it's Glenn from Atlanta. Probably the best thing I picked up uh, this year has really nothing to do with Star Wars. Um, I was able to add a couple of pieces to my Bill and Ted pre-production run, but probably the best piece I got this year was a uh, unproduced wax sculpt of uh, Bill. Yeah, it's like it, I think they were trying to decide which way they were going to go with the figures, and it's modeled after the cartoon version of of Bill versus the live action version. Uh, it's actually it's it's like covered. Uh, they took a starting lineup figure and built the uh, wax sculpt on top of it. So it's a, it's kind of a cool piece um, as far as that goes. Hi, David. This is Craig Thomas from over in the UK. My favorite uh, vintage item for 2023 has to be my Luke Jedi solid pack shipping box. Uh, this comes from the Taiwanese vendor Universal. It was originally found with 73.65 bags still sealed inside. I couldn't afford to rescue the whole thing, but Josh helped me with the shipper box and the very last 65 bag Luke Jedi that was still originally inside it. Uh, for those who don't know me, I solely focus on Luke Jedi, so to have an original shipper from the vendor um, to go with the 70 plus mocks I have for Luke Jedi is, is brilliant. <laughs> okay, thanks. Hi, David. This is Andrew Agnello. I wanted to share my favorite acquisition of 2023 with you. I've always been a fan of Shadows of the Empire. Oddly enough, I know there's not a lot of love for it, but I grew up in the 90s with Star Wars, with those faces, VHS releases that I'd watch over and over. And I just loved that there was this story that existed between Empire and Jedi with new characters alongside the classic characters. And I remember picking up the abridged kids version of the novel by Christopher Golden at Barnes and Noble, reading the first few chapters in the store and then taking it home and really just loving the story and naturally loving the toys. And over the years, while it's been easy, of course, to get all the Shadows of the Empire released items, part of my pre-production focus has always been with Shadows of the Empire as well, which is actually a pretty difficult focus area for that overlap of pre-production for a certain uh, toy line. And I built a nice little collection up uh, over the years of it. And this year, I was really fortunate to make quite a few acquisitions that added to this part of my collection. And so two of them are the uncut tri-logo proof prints. One is of Dash Rendar. The other is of Luke Skywalker. And it's the front and back. They are really beautiful pieces with the the red and orange color to them because the European releases use that color scheme instead of the purple that the U.S. and Canada had at the time. And so this joins my proof print collection for Shadows of the Empire, which is great. I think I just need Zizor now for the Trilogos. I also was able to find, which was such a surprise, was a swoop bike box flat that has a little bit of a sample print on uh, the backside of it. And this is something I've I've never seen a a box flat of Shadows of the Empire before. I've always seen the proof prints of the boxes, but never the flat. And then if that wasn't enough, there was actually a fourth acquisition that is probably one of my new favorite pieces of my collection. And that's a carded salesman sample 
of Leia as Bausch with the alternate color scheme. Really beautiful piece. Uh, I think there's only a handful or so known to exist. And so I've been really uh, fortunate and excited to add that to my collection. And really, I mean, four pieces for such a niche uh, focus area, I think is a really awesome year. I hope your holiday season's going well. You have a happy new year. And I look forward to running into you uh, next year at different toy shows and events. Take care. Talk to you soon. Hi, David. Uh, Thanks for inviting me to share my favorite collectible uh, this year and and my Star Wars collecting hobby. Um, I will highlight just a couple things real briefly here. Um, I'm a big Kenobi focus, vintage Kenobi collector. And so one of the things that I've been focusing in my Kenobi run is an Empire Strikes Back 41B back, which is surprisingly rare and harder to find. Um, I was finally able to find that through a collector, uh, through one of the Facebook groups, which was great. He worked with me on it. Um, and we were able to get that through. And then, um, I had had, uh, from another collector earlier, I actually had a Canadian version of that, uh, kind of as a placeholder. I didn't have a U.S. version of it. It was pretty beat up. Um, and I actually was able to find a really beautiful version, um, from uh, Fourth Moon Toys up in Canada. And so I got two 41Bs, uh, the U.S. and an upgraded, uh, Canadian version, which was really exciting to add to the collection. And so that was my focus collection. And then the other thing related to vintage collecting in particular was um, Kim uh, Simmons' book series, which is just fantastic in the toy photography. He went back to his original version um, one of the Star Wars photography, did a deluxe hard copy version of that, which I had the soft copy version, and um, finally got that, the whole collection of the books, the bookcases. They're just a tremendous um, asset if you've not seen those books and all the toy photography that uh, Kim Simmons has done throughout the Star Wars line. It it was just really wonderful and, and just a great addition to the collection. So highlight from my focus and just overall vintage. It's always fun to collect and share, and I appreciate the opportunity to jump on the show with you and share this memory. Thanks so much. Have a great Christmas. Bye. Hello, this is Jonathan Peck of the Northeast Star Wars Collectors Club. I want to thank David for inviting me to add to this podcast. And he asked me, what is my favorite or notable addition to my collection that I obtained in 2023? Well, let me tell you, uh, in the late 90s, I started dabbling with collecting Lando Calrissian items, mostly the Empire uh, version of Lando. And I bought from Joe Iglesias a Brazilian model tram bootleg Lando figure. It was complete loose. And then after that, I said, you know, I'd love to get the box for this eventually. And then, so literally for... Decades, I've been searching here and there. If I came across one, it would be complete. Or if someone had one, they said, well, I'm not selling it right now. So I've always just had a very difficult time finding it. Well, 2023, in the Model Trump Society Facebook group, a gentleman from Brazil had the Lando with the box for sale and the price was very, very low. So I said, you know what? Let me ask him if he will sell just the box. If not, I'll buy it complete and then just sell the Lando. But I really do want to keep my Lando that I've had 
for years. So I asked him and he said, well, let me see. And it is the correct number nine box for Lando because they might all look similar, but there's different variations of these model trends. So I said, okay, I got someone that's going to buy the Lando and the box is all yours. Just pay me. So paid him for the box and I didn't get just the box. I got the box and the baggie. So I have a complete model trim Lando now, which I'm very, very excited. Uh, took me a very long time to finally get this. Uh, like I said, since the late nineties, I want to say is when I bought it. So 2023 finally got it. And that is definitely without a doubt, the most notable item that I added to my Star Wars collection in 2023. Hey, David, this is Matthew Molinero. This year's been a standard collecting year. Uh, I picked up some odds and ends, filled in some holes in my box collection and my Star Tours focus. I've added some more vintage and modern internal Kenner photography, but really didn't buy any showstoppers or really important pieces this year. Uh, the things that brought me the most joy, however, um, were those that were thoughtfully gifted to me. Um, one friend, for instance, gave me a very nice Ewok cartoon cell used in the cartoon and then uh, topped it off the very next week by finding me the hand-painted background that went to that cell. So that was pretty cool. Uh, another friend who was visiting my house for the first time brought me a a C-3PO mask bootleg, kind of like a Ben Cooper mask, but smaller. Um, pretty cool. It was in a baggie with a, a carded head header on it. Um, another found me a C-3PO cereal coupon that I've been missing and snuck it into my collection without me knowing. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh, friends were my most prized additions to my collection this year. So anyway, happy holidays to everyone um, listening, and I hope to see you all at some point next year. Bye. Hey, David. Joel Slater here. Uh, first, just want to say thanks for having me on this year. It's been really fun. I've enjoyed it. Um, hope to do many more with you here in 2024. Uh, so 2023, collecting-wise, was kind of a slow year for me. Um, didn't really buy a whole lot of anything big up until November here. Um, I just mostly had bought small stuff oddball stuff. I think I've only bought one mint on card. Um, in April, I picked up the Return of the Jedi children's bookcase um, at the Chicago Toy Show, so that was a great pickup. But probably my biggest, best thing I got this year was um, the unlicensed Yoda Mardi Gras poster that I've been looking for for about four years. I've only seen one for sale in the past four years, 
And uh, what the poster is is basically Yoda sitting on a street sign in New Orleans uh, drinking a hurricane. And I just saw this poster, and my wife and I are big fans of going to New Orleans. Um, and I just thought, bringing two things I love together. And so I had to get it. And so, yeah, since 2020, 20, or 2019, 2020, I've only seen one for sale in a prop store auction that went above what I could afford. So one came up in mid-October on Deal or No Deal, and I'd been on it, and um, a other people bid on it, and no deals were made. So I kind of sat on it for a little bit, and um, the weekend of the Cincinnati Toy Show, I contacted the guy. He, he hadn't sold it, but said he was putting it in some other groups to try to sell. He hadn't sold it yet, so we started talking about a price, and... So I'd, And I had already started selling off a few things in hopes of getting this. Um, so I took some things to the Cincinnati Toy Show and sold those and had just about enough money to buy the poster. Um, so we were able to reach a deal. Um, he mailed it out uh, early November and um, it was tried to it tried to be delivered and it needed a signature and it actually got lost in the mail for twenty days. So with not knowing where it was and I'd contact I'd been to my post office like five times. Um, they didn't know where it was. Um, we were almost to the point where we thought that it was going to go back to the sender, which he lived in Tennessee, and I was ready to drive down there a couple weekends ago to pick it up but it ended up coming one random Wednesday it showed up um, my mail carrier said that she thinks it went back into outgoing mail instead of staying there like it should have um, and it just took a trip for 20 days around Ohio I guess so I was glad to get it I would have I would have cried if that thing would have got lost for good just because it's such a rare piece it's not the most valuable thing I own, but definitely the most, the rarest piece that I own. And I'm just, I'm just so glad to have it. Hello, this is Kevin Mann, otherwise known as Captain Caveman. <laughs> um, I had a, quite a year of finding toys, selling toys, trading toys, seeing toys. But the, uh, pinnacle of the year for me was a very special toy that uh, has been, long been something I wanted to find. Um, I saw that a uh, an Instagram account uh, known as Treasures Unknown was selling one, um, so I, without hesitation, went and bought it. Um, it shipped to me a couple of weeks ago. Um, fantastic toy it's uh from the early um 80s tv series v v the visitor and it's a um it's a, a assault rifle <laughs> for the rebellion which i think fits well <laughs> with with uh with the star wars rebellion it's uh, kind of similar i guess it's an amazing toy it comes in several pieces it comes in a styrofoam tray that uh, has a bunch of different ways to assemble it. 
beautiful box came in the box. Um, one of the most special parts of it is that it came from the collection of Greg Jine. Uh, Greg was a Chinese American um, model maker who worked on the show in the early '80s. It was from his personal collection. It's a seriously hard to find toy. I've never seen one for sale. I've seen a couple in people's collections loose. Never seen one in the box, let alone seeing it in person. So I'm really grateful to have acquired it. It'll stay in my collection forever. <laughs> um, yeah, really enjoyable thing to see to acquire, and I'm um, really thankful to Treasures Unknown who, who packed it well, shipped it to me, um, gave me a lot of information and background about it, and. Um, and uh, hopefully I'll be showing it off soon. You can see it on my uh, Facebook um, page or my Instagram page, which is Caveman Toys, K-A-V-E-M-A-N-N. -N. Um, I'm actually doing it as part of a the tail end of a 12 Days of Christmas series of 12 toys that I'm showing off. So check it out. Enjoy it. Um, always fun to be a part of these podcasts. And uh, special thanks to David for inviting me. Hi, David. This is uh, Azia. Uh, my best acquisition for 2023 must be my 12-pack Obi-Wan AFA graded 80. Um, this allowed me to complete my 12-pack run on 80 grade, um, and I'm absolutely thrilled by that. Um, it's been a while and it's been a long journey to get there, but I am really, really excited about this. And people must be fed up of seeing my pictures on Facebook, uh, but uh, this was this was for me the high point of, of this year. Hey, David, it's Chris Vargas. Merry Christmas, happy holidays to everybody. My favorite edition this year was my Luke Skywalker Bespin Hot Toys that I was able to get. I was really looking forward to that one and very, very happy to be able to acquire it. Hi, David. This is Tom Boone. I'm a member of the DC Star Wars Collecting Club, and thanks for letting me participate in the podcast tonight. Uh, my best pieces for 2023... Well, the first one, I would say, would be uh, an R2-D2 coin dispenser from Japan. Uh, it's a little metal coin dispenser that I assume was um, uh, distributed through gumball machines or something over there. It did come in one of those little gumball machine bubbles, and it did include the directions and a nice tight spring. I got that on Facebook Marketplace from a fellow over there in Japan, and uh, it arrived in beautiful condition, so I'm really proud to have that in my collection now. But the biggest uh, purchase of the year, um, possibly the last 10 or 15 years, was a commissioned painting by Greg. Hildebrandt. Uh, he painted a Jabba the Hutt scene uh, with Princess Leia, and it took about two years to get this done. I first reached out to Greg in 2021, actually to his wife, Jean, who handles all of his commission requests and so forth, and uh, she agreed at that time to, to, uh, to do the commission. Um, we went a few months. I didn't hear anything from her. I would send emails back and forth and, and get no response or very uh, 
short responses with a smiley face or something like that. Uh, but I later found out uh, that they had both had some health troubles over the last year, and that kind of precluded them from being able to to handle any commissions or any much work at all, as far as I know. But they did finally get around to it. Um, I would say around June of this year, they, they started work on the painting um, in earnest. They had to stop again uh, around August or so to, to handle another Star Wars project from Lucasfilm, which they couldn't tell me about, but I do know is coming out soon, so we'll all see that very soon. And um, it finally was completed around October of this year, and we, my wife and I went to New Jersey and visited uh, Greg and Jean's home, got to meet them, got to meet all of their cats, and uh, see all of his artwork uh, that was hanging in his house, and it's just a beautiful, interesting, fascinating artist's house um, up there in New Jersey on a lakefront house. Uh, just a really, really great night, and I had a great time meeting Greg and his wife and, and chatting with them um, into the wee small hours of the morning. So that is a great, uh, my favorite piece that I've picked up in 2023. And also notable, um, my wife modeled as Princess Leia for the painting, um, so that makes it extra special. Um, I was able to kind of get a few details in there that most people wouldn't notice, but I noticed. I was able to, to work closely with Greg and with his wife, Jean, to, to get it all just perfect. So I would have to say, like I said, for 2023 and possibly the last 15 or 20 years, this is this is one of the highlight pieces, a centerpiece for my collection was a, a uh, commissioned painting by Greg Hildebrandt. Hey, David, it's Marcus from Northern Virginia, a member of the D.C. Star Wars Collecting Club. This year I acquired something I've been looking for quite a while. It's one of those things I kind of missed out on the early days of collecting. However, thanks to a fellow, uh, actually a couple fellow DC Club of members, Jeff Schock and Thomas Boone, I learned a little bit more where to find it and what I was looking for. The item is the Advanced Mylar poster. You know, the one with the coming to a galaxy this summer in large silver letters on black background. I think the term grail is overused and probably misused when it comes to collectibles that are truly not one of a kind, so I won't really use it here. But I will say this is a poster that eluded me for some time, and what attracted me to the poster was his uniqueness within the Star Wars poster collecting uh, category with the pointy W original font, and it's really you know the first theatrical poster out there. As far as how I got it, thanks to the quick action and consideration of actually another DC member, and one of the admins on the Star Wars poster Facebook page, Danny Castle, he had seen the auction on eBay and the Buy It Now option and, uh, you know, told me about it. I got it for a reasonable price, less than I expected to pay, to be honest with you. So, you know, patience does pay off. But there was a twist. And then usual for most anything I do, this, this came without uh, missing the drama quotient. I must have did some something bad in a past life, and karma gets me back just a little bit, pokes me here and there. The seller sent it, signature required, and, and did all the right things. Uh, but UPS and eBay both sent me email notifications on the day that it was expected to be delivered, that it had indeed been delivered and signed for. However, I got home from work, and ex there was nothing there. And no one was home all day except for the dog, and the dog refuses to sign for anything, so she's stubborn like that. I checked with the neighbors, nothing, tried to call UPS, tried to get through eBay. There was nothing but uh, automated recordings and AI. Couldn't get a human to help me. While dreaming up the worst-case scenarios in my mind for a few hours, finally one of my neighbors 
drove up. She lives a couple streets down the road. I've ne- you know, just basically threw it into my arms and drove off. Didn't explain anything other than the fact that it was hiding behind a bush in her house and she didn't even realize it was there. So it all worked out. And that was my big acquisition for the year. And it was probably the last, you know, thing on my must have list. Hello, this is Joe O'Neill from the Empire State Star Wars Collectors Club. And I wanted to share uh, one of my most notable additions to my collection this year, 2023. Uh, It's funny, I actually haven't added anything vintage, it seems, in quite a while. But when these items came up, I had to to go for it. So uh, I am in upstate New York. Um, and the reason my family and I moved here back in the mid eighties was my dad took a job with a small chain of, uh, uh, like retail, uh, discount department stores. And then they had its own division of, of toy stores as well. It was called the joy store and toys for joy respectively. So, um, one of my little sub focuses of my collecting is to go after anything with a joy store sticker on it or toys for joy sticker. And so recently on eBay, I don't know what possessed me. I just typed in, I put in the date 1983, or actually I searched various dates from 78 to 85, uh, but I put the, um, I set the setting to the nearest distance to me and then just looked up items in those dates and I ended up finding there were two eBay sellers who had uh, a bunch of carded Return of the Jedi figures with Joy Store stickers on them. Um, one of them uh, was out towards Rochester, and then the other one was local, which was fortunate. So I ended up getting uh, 17 new carded Return of the Jedi figures, all with Joy Store stickers on them. Um, so very happy about that. Luke Jedi, uh, Stormtrooper on a return card, which was nice. Biker Scout. Um, those are some of my favorites. A couple of Ewoks, Cheap Sherpa, Tebow. Um, so... To have, and, and I got to say, the uh, the card backs, they're in pretty nice shape. The bubbles, while they're yellow, no dings, no dents, which is nice. Uh, much better condition than I was, than I was um, hoping for. So I'm not typically a min on card collector, but to find something with that, with that um, you know, personal uh, history to it, I had to go for them. So very happy they're in my collection. And that's, uh, that's my, uh, my notable addition for 2023. This is Bill Cable. So, best pickup of 2023. I'd need to go with the uh, Star Wars 32 back 3PO I picked up. Um, it was uh, saw it on eBay, just uh, by the luck of chance, and I was hoping I'd get a good price on it because it ended at like 1:30 in the morning on a Tuesday. I stayed up and I sniped it, but other people knew what it was, and I ended up paying about uh, 60 bucks less than my maximum price on the thing. But still, I'm pretty happy to have it. Hi, my name is Jeremy Reeves, and 
I think for me, the, the best item I could possibly share are actually three things. One is I went to a toy shop called Second Chance Toys up in Marietta, Georgia, which is two hours from my house. And Dad and I went just to spend some father and son time and scope out a new collectible shop that we hadn't seen. And there was the Forest Indoor Ranger. Uh, I've not seen that vehicle ever in person. And they were selling it for complete for $70. And I bought a complete indoor soldier rebel soldier for that as well too so i was just really impressed with the figure impressed with the vehicle complete very nice really impressed with the store and spending time with my father which is something i always enjoy my father's my hero so that would probably be um a really cool piece really cool experience yeah, and just something that I truly enjoyed and it allowed Dan and I to talk two hours back and uh, there and up and then two hours back home to Athens, Georgia. I guess the other one is being able to get my hands on a Sears exclusive cardboard Bespin playset from 1980 Empire Strikes Back. I found that on eBay and I sent that up to my friend in Mason in Nebraska who refurbished part of the cardboard for me and sent it back. And I can't wait to put that on my display so that people can see the difference between the Bespin playset we just got compared to the cardboard playset from the eighties. Plus I have the 82 Bespin cloud city Bespin World from the Star Wars Micro Collection from 82. So you've got the current one that just came out. I have the Sears exclusive cardboard piece, and I have the Star Wars Micro Bespin along with the 1995 Star Wars Cloud City Bespin playset Star Wars Micro Machines. So I've got all four all in my living space. I'm looking forward to being able to complete the current one with figures I already had a custom light job done on it. I had an electrician come in and actually put in some lights on it. So I'm just really pleased with everything that I've done there. So definitely the indoor forest ranger vehicle from the 1970s and from 85, even though it came out in 1983 when Return of the Jedi came out. It's still a very, it's a unique piece to find. And then the Bespin playsets that I've mentioned. So that's been fun. Hello, my name's Robert Meglio. I'm a new member to the Northeast Star Wars Collectors Club. I've been a member since fall of 2021. Um, I got an invite through the Facebook group from Araba Mantea. Uh, I saw his collection. It was amazing. And I met a lot of icons in the community at the meetup. Um, and yeah, uh, I've been a part of it ever since and it's been a blast. So my toy of the year, thanks to Rob Amantea for having me go after it again, uh, is Mego Planet of the Apes. Uh, and I look at Mego Planet of the Apes as one of the most important movie toy lines for its time. Uh, a lot of, uh, collectors say it was... The reason why Vintage Star Wars took off was Planet of the Apes was the first 
toy line to be successful that was a movie license. Um, and I love Planet of the Apes next to Star Wars, um, all the original ones uh, with Rowdy McDowell. Uh, so my toy of the year from Planet of the Apes is the 1974 Mego Astronaut. Um, and uh, it's in mint condition. Uh, it's as clean as you can get. The jumpsuit's nice and blue. It's got its string on the astronaut helmet. No paint rubs on its head. Um, yeah, it's just an overall beautiful figure. Um, and uh, as that's being said, uh, thanks to Rob Amantea, uh, and Final Frontier Toys. Uh, shout out to Frank Bray. Uh, I have all 10 Planet of the Ape figures from Mego. Um, and now I got to go after the play sets and the accessories and a few of the Ape Soldier uh, variants. But yes, the 1974 uh, Planet of the Apes astronaut by Mego is my toy of 2023. Hi, this is Fonz Napolitano. David Quinn asked us for uh, two things for this podcast. He asked us for our best experience of 2023 and our best acquisition of 2023. And while I didn't have uh, a lot of great acquisitions this year, I had a lot of unbelievable experiences. But far and away, the best experience I had was going to Galaxy's Edge. Katie and I went with Brian and Sandra Emery. Because uh, Brian and, or I'm sorry, uh, Sandra and Katie have become friends uh, through the various meetups. And we went there for five days, and two days we spent in Galaxy's Edge, and we had an unbelievable time. We went on the Rise of Resistance several times, we went on the Millennium Falcon ride several times. We went to Doc Andor's for a drink, uh, we built a lightsaber, which was an unbelievable experience. We went to, uh, Doc Andor, or oh, I'm sorry, Olga's Cantina and Doc Andor's uh, several times. We had a Ronto wrap, which was very good actually, and uh, I think we're going to have Rancor wraps. It's going to be a little different, but we're going to have Rancor wraps at the next FonzCon, so I'm excited to do that. But we also went to the Gathering of the Lightsabers on May the 4th which was kind of hosted by the 501st. Uh, and that was really neat to see because all the fans, the line was huge to get in. And uh, they all brought their lightsabers and gathered at, uh, I think it was like 11 o'clock or something like that. But it was a lot of fun to see that right in front of the Millennium Falcon. Uh, Katie and Sandra were standing somewhere where they weren't supposed to or, well, we didn't know that, but one of the 501st guys, you know, yelled at them, so I had to get in his face. But other than that, it was a fantastic time, and I also had a great time going to five meetups this year. I started out with TomCon in February, the week before the Super Bowl, which is the Empire State Club's uh, biggest event usually every year. Followed that by the Emory Strikes Back during the summer, and the week after that, I went to the Ontario Group's May the 4th and had a fantastic time and met a lot of ex-Kenner uh, uh, Canada employees. I think it's Irwin Toys. Uh, met the guy that was responsible for the skin wrap General Veers. That was exciting. After that, I went to FJD Robertus's house for the Freaky Falk right before Halloween. Another great time. And I ended the year... Uh, 
with the Pennsylvania Club at Sithmas, hosted by Mike DiStefano. It was an unbelievable year for meetups, great time at Galaxy's Edge, and uh, the experiences I had this year I'll never forget, and I hope to repeat it in 2024. some of the special and memorable pickups for 2023, as told by our friends and fellow collectors. A huge and heartfelt thank you to Alon Bartlett, Tom Boone, Bill Cable, David Carr, Michael Cooper, Marcus Galloway, Rich Hutchinson, Danny Katzel, Peter LaRose, Chris Majeski, Kevin Mann, Rob Meglio, John Miko, Matthew Molinaro, Fonz Napolitano, Pat O'Brien, Joe O'Neill, John Peck, Carl Reeder, Jeremy Reeves, Zia Resvi, Jean-Francois Roland, Joel Slater, Andrew Agnello, Craig Thomas, Daniel Uthman, Chris Vargas, Brandon Vise, Jason Wilsuko, and Glenn Williams. And a special thank you to Audrey LaRose for helping me with the introduction for this episode. I returned home a few hours ago after spending the day at a friend's parents' home for a Christmas celebration in the Hudson Valley. It was also likely my last collector's meetup of the year. And these meetups and gatherings, especially the ones during the holiday season, have become something more. For many of us, our collector friends are like our second family and being in the same room together to share a few laughs over a meal are moments we've learned not to take for granted. They tend to be the ones we remember, the ones that remind us how precious life is, and they're the memories we revisit when we're at work, stuck in traffic, or just longing to be somewhere else. If you enjoyed this episode, I'm happy to announce that this is only part one of a two-part series. The next episode will feature more stories to celebrate 2023. But this time, they'll focus on the meaningful Star Wars-related experiences from the past 12 months. Okay, I have a few more presents to wrap, some halls to deck with boughs of holly, and time to put on another Sinatra Christmas album. I wish you and your family the happiest of holidays. May God bless you and hold you in the palm of His loving hands. And I'll see you next time for a very special episode of Star Wars Prototypes and Production.